Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they have 18 amazing flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com to try yours and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Man, Kyle Palmieri scoring two goals in the last game for the Islanders, including the game-winning goal in OT. We've seen that before from Palms after he kind of got off to a slow start to his Islanders career, but we'll see what happens. And overall, so many Devils players in the playoffs, and then we have to talk about the new signing to a three-year entry-level deal for the New Jersey Devils, and that is a Swiss player by the name of Akira Schmidt. I'm liking it so far because goaltending is a major emphasis for the New Jersey Devils. We have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 4.21 p.m. Eastern Time, May 17th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And if you guys had checked out my episodes all of last week, I was basically doing exit meeting interviews for a couple of the New Jersey Devils players. And I was overall giving you guys my opinion, reaction, whatever the case might be, to their respective answers to certain reporters. So obviously, guys, I do know a lot of reporters in the respective New Jersey Devils industry, including Dan Rice, who's a colleague of mine at the Hockey Writers, and also Robert Inkin Jr., who works for North Jersey. He's appeared on this show once to have an open hockey discussion about the New Jersey Devils, so give that episode a listen as well. So basically, guys, you know, they gave me snippets, whether it be articles that they've written or uh, their tweets. I gave you guys my initial reaction from major takeaways that these reporters were saying in the exit meeting interview that they got from the New Jersey Devils and you guys seem to really enjoy it don't worry we still have some players to discuss and because you know I got a lot of opinions on certain players especially like we need to hear what Lindy Ruff has to say Tom Fitzgerald PK Subban to see where his head is at and overall guys we still have a lot more players to talk about so anyway we've been talking a lot the past week or so about the New Jersey Devils and surprisingly because the New Jersey Devils season has been over for quite some time right now because if you guys recall New Jersey is not in the playoffs if you are watching the NHL playoffs right now which by the way I want to talk about for the first segment of this show and give you guys my overall predictions and analysis for the East Division based on what I've seen these teams do this year against the New Jersey Devils and quite honestly I do have some you know let's just say that I have a major hot take which includes the Washington Capitals possibly getting upset in the next round because a lot of people are projecting them to go to the Stanley Cup Finals and most likely take on maybe the Vegas Golden Knights or uh, maybe the Carolina Hurricanes, which if you guys see my Twitter, I projected that maybe the Hurricanes could get to the Stanley Cup Finals. But overall, that's a discussion for a little later. But overall, I just want to give you guys my initial reaction to a certain playoff game which involved the New York Islanders beating the Pittsburgh Penguins in OT by a score of 4-3. to So 
Do we call them the New York Islanders or can we call them the New York Devils? Because Lula Morello loves his New Jersey Devils, guys. So obviously they have Kyle Palmieri on their team. They have Andy Green on their team. They got uh, Corey Schneider, Travis Zajac. And by the way, before we talk a little bit about the game and what Kyle Palmieri did in that respective game, I want to cover this first and foremost. So if you guys checked out that playoff game, you might have seen that Travis Zajac was missing on the ice for the New York Islanders. And overall, guys, I need to give you guys my overall reaction to that. So seeing Travis Zajac, a healthy scratch for the New York Islanders, it was surprising but not so surprising because guys let's face it about Travis Zajac he's uh you know on the other end of his better days he's getting up there in age and overall this trade to uh the New York Islanders whether we want to think it or not it was really just a throw-in deal uh for the uh Devils they were just like we'll give you Paul Mary but I think they said we need to give Zajac one more chance to possibly win a Stanley Cup so they just threw him in and it's just so weird to see our assistant captain or former assistant captain be a healthy scratch like that because I know this is possibly not the best way he wants his career to end because guys he's 36 he just had a birthday uh like four days ago so you know uh he's getting up there in age and I think uh he's kind of leaning towards retirement I don't think he's hinted at it quite yet I don't know uh what his mindset is at and obviously that's not my discussion to have right now since he's no longer a New Jersey Devil but overall for Travis Zay Jack, you know, I think he was just a throw-in deal for uh, the Islanders with the Devils just saying, we want to give Zajac one more chance to win a Stanley Cup final, so we'll just throw him in. So will the Islanders win the Stanley Cup? No, I, I, I definitely do not think they will. Once they got Paul Mary and Zajac, I thought they would be the favorites to just climb to the top of the East and clinch that number one seed or that number two seed, but no. I think everybody and anybody who was updating the East division for the NHL, they kind of saw that the uh, Islanders limped across the finish line. Now, obviously, towards the end of the season, it was a battle between uh, the Bruins and the Rangers for that final number four spot, but the Bruins got hot at the right possible time. The Rangers got cold at the worst possible time. And overall, you know, with everything that's happened in New York right now, uh, the Rangers just blew their chances to get that uh, number four spot and take away from the Bruins. But the Bruins have actually been doing pretty decent after their trade deadline. And I got to share you guys some interesting facts because I was right about a couple things. But, you know, I, I do want to say this first and foremost for... Uh, Travis Zajac, which is, I think uh, this is the last year and the last playoff series that Travis Zajac will play in because, as you guys know, he will be uh, a free agent after uh, this season or after this playoff season. And overall, I just don't think uh, there's going to be a team that's willing to give him a chance. I would love New Jersey to resign him, but all in all, I know that's not what's going to be best for our team. And I would have liked to see the trade be done over again, if you know what I mean, just something a little different, but to better suit us because we got two players that are quite honestly just permanent AHL players at this point even though one of them which is AJ Greer did make his uh, Devils debut this season I think the major uh, turning point of this trade for us or you know I put that in quotation marks and I forgot to add that which is the two draft picks with one of them being a first round draft pick in this upcoming year's draft and I told you guys that draft can you know go up to number 18 if things go right for us but obviously I do want to see Zajac win a Stanley Cup Finals, but I, I, I just don't see the Islanders doing it. I just don't see uh, the underdogs pulling this off. And it's really sad to see, but at the same time, I, I got to be realistic, especially with how 
uh, New York finished this season, both New York teams in, the, in that matter, both New York teams like um, had high expectations, but they just limped across the finish line and it ultimately gave the Bruins that number three seed. But, you know, I want to give a couple interesting facts and this was courtesy of one of my Locked On colleagues, uh, Jess, who uh, hosts Locked On Flames. She said, Kyle Palmieri had four points in 17 games since the trade deadline and Taylor Hall had 14 points in 16 games. So first and foremost for Kyle Palmieri, like I think we noticed this in the uh, couple games that he played against the New Jersey Devils this season. Man, it's so hard for me to say that sentence. It still hurts to this day. But anyway, we we, kind of saw that he was kind of falling out of the favoritism role for the Islanders. It was just so weird to see uh, Paul Mary, you know, clean shaven and, you know, wearing the Islanders uniform, even though Lou Lamorello is there, even though a couple of others, his teammates are there as well. But overall, it just seemed like that Zajac and Paul Mary just didn't fit with the Islanders system. And case in point, after that trade deadline. However, did you guys catch game one of the playoffs? Kyle Palmieri scored the game-winning goal in OT for the Islanders. Now, I still have the Penguins beating the Islanders with ease in about five or six games, but obviously, you know, that's a talk for another time. But I am proud of Kyle Palmieri because he scored two goals in that game. He scored the key game-winning goal, and he also scored, like, you know, uh, earlier in the game. But overall, that you know, he was the star of the game for the Islanders. So I just want to say this, and a lot of my uh, fellow podcasters for New Jersey Devils content, they agree with me, saying it's okay to root for Cal Palmieri, Travis Zajac, Corey Schneider, Andy Green. It's nice to root for those players, or Blake Coleman for the Lightning. It's great to root for uh, former New Jersey Devils players because we want to see them succeed because they contribute to our organization. Because you know, you got Corey Schneider; he was up there in goalie numbers, even though. Uh, Uh, His uh, time with the New Jersey Devils didn't really end in good terms in terms of his production. Andy Green, obviously our former captain. He didn't play um, in game one, but obviously that's a discussion for another time. Uh, Zajac was a healthy scratch. Uh, Paul Mary was able to get two goals. And obviously the Lightning were able to beat the Panthers in OT. And I think they're going to uh, uh, advance to the next round because I just don't see the Panthers, even though they've had a great season. I just, I always say, don't underestimate the reigning champs. So, you know, that's my overall opinion about what's been going on in the playoffs so far. It's really exciting. And even though the New Jersey Devils, even though we're not there, it's still nice to see our former players contributing to these uh, contending teams because we know what these guys can do. I told you guys about Taylor Hall. Even though he won't put up what he did with the New Jersey Devils a couple of seasons ago, he can still contribute. And a lot of people were doubting him after his, uh, you know, god-awful performance with the Buffalo Sabres. But I said, listen, if you put him on a contender, if you put him in a great system because... Uh, It was a cancerous environment over for the Arizona Coyotes, and I don't think anyone wants to play there. And for the New Jersey Devils, I think he just had given up on us. Like, you know, and that's kind of understandable because we weren't really going anywhere. We were uh, performing subpar, even though we had some mild expectations for us at the beginning of the year. I think overall for Taylor Hall, I said he can still contribute. He is not done. And after that trade deadline, I think it's proven that Taylor Hall can still contribute to an organization, and I'm really proud of what he was able to do for the Boston Bruins. Yes, have I clowned on him a couple times? Have I said that Sharon Govich has this amount of stats over Taylor Hall? Yes, absolutely I have, but at the same time, I don't wish uh, non-success to anyone, okay? I want to see everyone blossom. Like, Blake Coleman won a Stanley Cup Finals last year with the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's great, and I still want him to do that. So, you know, overall, I'm really proud of 
uh, our former players just contributing in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And obviously, I told you guys that my bandwagon team for the playoffs would have to be the Islanders, even though they're most likely going to get eliminated in this round over the Penguins, even though they did get lucky. But overall, you know, that's just my opinion. But uh, there's still a lot more to discuss in this episode in terms of what the New Jersey Devils have been doing. But first and foremost, I have to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help even more. With a credit card money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursement for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. So the New Jersey Devils continue to make some moves during this offseason as they're trying to help with their situation for next season. And one of the holes I told you guys that the New Jersey Devils need to fill during this offseason is finding a backup goaltender for Mackenzie Blackwood while Scott Wedgwood can be the third string goalie who plays time to time. And I think they found their backup goaltender. No, I am big time trolling. I am kidding. Do not take me seriously. I am just joking. But in all seriousness, the New Jersey Devils did sign a very promising young goaltender by the name of Akira Schmid. So do you need more information? Well, they signed him to a three-year entry-level deal just uh, today at the time of this recording, and he was the club's fifth-round pick and 136 overall selection in the 2018 NHL Draft. And he just turned 21 this past Wednesday, and he recently finished his 2020-2021 season with the So City, uh, which is associated with the USHL. And the six-foot-five, 205-pound netminder posted a 22-13-1 record in 36 games played, with three shutouts, a 2.01 goals against average, and a 9.21 save percentage. He ranked first in the United States Hockey League in regular season save percentage and goals against average last week. So City was eliminated in the Clark Cup playoffs by Fargo, and Schmidt went two and two with a 9.20 save percentage and a 2.28 goals against average. So for Akira, I'm really excited for this signing because I think this is a promising netminder for the New Jersey Devils. Like I told you guys, he's still relatively young, so he has room to improve. But like I just told you guys his numbers, and it was actually really impressive. So do I, do you need to hear it again? Well, 36 games played this season for So City. Uh, he had a goals against average of 2.01 and a save percentage of 921 with three shutouts. So I'm definitely seeing like a uh, potential. So last season he split time between the Omaha Lancers and the So City Musketeers, both associated with the USHL. And for the Omaha Lancers, he appeared in six games, had a goals against average of 3.01 and a save percentage of 8.91 with zero shutouts. And his overall record was 2-2-1. However, uh, he played seven games later that year with the So City Musketeers. And he had a goals against average of 3.41 and a save percentage of 8.88. 
But guys, like, what's the one thing I always say about young guys? What's the one thing I always look at? I look at potential and I look at improvement. So the fact that he was tops in save percentage for the USHL after, you know, putting up that mediocre season last year, it screams potential and he's 21 years old. Like I told you guys, he recently just turned 21 just last week. So in 36 games played, having that save percentage of 921 and the goals against average of 2.01 after the previous year, uh, let's just look at his stats finishing up with the uh, So City Musketeers once again. 3.41 compared to 2.01 this year and save percentage 888 and a save percentage of 8921 this season. And in the playoffs, like I told you guys, appeared in four games, had a save percentage of 920 and a goals against average of 2.28. So that screams potential and I'm really excited to see what this kid could potentially do for our AHL team and the three-year entry-level deal. I think that's uh, I, I think this is gonna be interesting. So he is from Switzerland. Now, what other player is from Switzerland? Oh my God, it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh wait, our captain Nico Heizer. So why are we getting so many uh players from Switzerland? Like, does Tom Fitzgerald have a thing for Swiss players? I don't know, but I like it quite honestly. I think this is gonna be interesting for the New Jersey Devils to see what they can do with this young goaltender because like I told you guys, goaltending is going to be a huge emphasis for the New Jersey Devils going into this offseason, especially, you know, we were trying to fill that void with Corey Crawford. We couldn't really find it. So with Mackenzie Blackwood uh, doing well this year or, you know, doing well for what he was given and also Scott Wedgwood doing well for what he was given, it kind of leaves that void for the New Jersey Devils and obviously, you know, we're just looking for the future at this point. I'm not saying he's going to be I'm not saying that he's going to be our backup goaltender do not do not come at me with that I'm just saying that you know for goaltending you just want to have a backup so you know that that's what we're just trying to do we're just trying to like you know in case Scott Wedgwood doesn't do well next year and we decide to just not re-sign him because I believe the New Jersey Devils will sign Scott Wedgwood to a one to two year extension and if that doesn't work out then we have a promising goaltender in our AHL program who isn't named Jeremy Brodeur and who's only playing professional hockey due to his father being Marty Brodeur. I'm just saying, not shade thrown, I'm just, just saying the facts, but overall for um, uh, Akira Schmid, yeah, I, I kind of like this signing. It's going to be very interesting to see. And I, I bet he's going to do really well. And speaking of bet, I think it's time for the second live read this morning. It comes from betonline.ag. So betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, no pun intended. And you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info on your sporting needs, including MLB, NHL, NBA, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as the NHL teams are right now playing in the playoffs and the New Jersey Devils are watching from home. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and remember to gamble responsibly. And the third and final live read comes from Built Bar. So did you know that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever and they have nine delicious flavors and plus the occasional limited time flavor? 
when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. But if you didn't uh, know what the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. You know what my favorite flavor is? Anything coconut. So if you haven't tried all flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars ever, they're super duper duper healthy as well. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. A couple of the other flavors have 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie, whatever you like. The offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKS15. You'll get 50% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So overall, this episode was really interesting for this discussion because we talked about the NHL playoffs and I basically gave you guys what's going to happen in the Mass Mutual East Division for uh, these playoffs and one of the major hot takes that I have is that I have uh, in the next round once the Islanders and the Bruins are eliminated because I have no faith in either team because they both were very shaky this year. Like, let's face it, guys. I, I, I don't think the Boston Bruins, you know, played up to their standards. Yes, the Taylor Hall acquisition was a great deal for them. And Taylor Hall has been putting up really good numbers since the trade deadline. I already shared that fact with you guys. But, you know, look what how they played against the New Jersey Devils. They just never looked like themselves. And I predicted that. Uh, during the first couple weeks or so, I just said, this Boston Bruins team, I know it's just a few games in, but they just do not look like themselves. And it's not time to raise the red flag, but it's definitely a cause for concern. And it's one of the reasons why I thought that they would get Kyle Palmieri at the trade deadline because they needed some more offense to their uh, roster because, you know, not once but twice, they got shut out by the New Jersey Devils one to nothing. Seriously. One to nothing. One by Scott Wedgwood and the other by Mackenzie Blackwood. So I'm just putting that out there that the Bruins just don't look like themselves this year. They're not the team from last year. I, I, I know if we look at the inflated stats, you guys can argue with me all you want. I'm not convinced with the Boston Bruins. I think they're going to lose in this round. And um, overall, I, I think in the next round, we'll see the Penguins and the Capitals. And here's where my major hot take takes place. I believe the Penguins will upset the Washington Capitals. Yes, the Washington Capitals have a lot of veterans, and they are hella deep. But I'm just saying, look what the Penguins did like uh, during the course of the season. They were surprising a lot of people. Like They came out of nowhere. They were like that dark horse that was you know trailing behind a little bit. But as the season progressed and got to the latter uh, half of the year, they just zipped by and got that first seed. They swiped it away from the Islanders and the Capitals who were in battle for that. So once they were battling each other, they forgot to look over their shoulder and they're like, oh wait, wait, the Penguins, no, they're getting by, they're getting by. And the Penguins get the number one seed. So overall, I, I think the Penguins do have a chance to upset this uh, Ovechkin-led Washington Capitals team. Yes, I know, I shouldn't doubt on the Capitals. Yes, they have a lot of veterans. Yes, they are hella deep. But overall, I'm more excited to see what the Penguins can do in the next round against the Washington Capitals. That's what my prediction is uh, for uh, this Mass Mutual East Division sort of tournament-like thing before. Before, obviously, they were going to have to play a team that they haven't played at all this season, whether it be the Avalanche, the Blues, the Golden Knights, the... Uh, wild. I don't know what the case might be. Vegas is looking uh, very promising. I might want to add that. So 
Vegas, I'm hearing a lot of uh, people saying that they're going to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. And quite honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing that either because I think uh, Vegas was my pick to win it last year as well. But obviously that didn't happen. And then obviously we go over to the other side and obviously we got Toronto, we got Montreal, Edmonton, Winnipeg. Uh, Carolina, Nashville, Florida, Tampa Bay, Carolina and Nashville, the battle between the Southern states, you know, I'm just saying, cause, uh, f- and then we got the lightning and the Panthers, the battle of Florida. So that's really exciting. Then obviously we got the Canadian matchups between the Canadians and the Leafs, uh, the battle between, uh, Edmonton and Winnipeg. So that's really interesting to see. I kind of like this playoff format. I think they should keep it like this for next season. Just something a little similar because I'm kind of liking how it's shaking up right now because then we got the Battle of the East and then we got the Battle of like St. Louis and Colorado, sort of those uh, states that, or, you know, St. Louis is not a state, but you you, you get what I'm saying. Just like sort of those places on the United States map that kind of gets left out a little bit. And then obviously we got Vegas and uh, Minnesota, which, you know, uh, nowhere near each other, but still it's an interesting matchup. I'm, I'm just saying it's it's intriguing I'll, I'll give it that but overall guys you know that's my uh opinion for the mass mutual east division based on what i was seeing this season so i believe the penguins will beat uh the, the islanders and the capitals will beat the bruins and i'm sorry for um jess and ian who are both uh, like big uh bruins fans obviously ian hosts uh, locked on bruins but I just don't see the Bruins uh, being the Capitals. I'm really sorry to say that. And even though New York was able to stun the Penguins in OT, thanks to Kyle Paul Mary, I just don't think uh, the Islanders have enough firepower to defeat the Penguins because... Uh, like the, the Penguins, aside from that six goal, uh, you know, remember lead against the, um, against the New Jersey Devils, um, the, the Penguins seem very level-headed, I'm just saying, but obviously, uh, you're gonna have to listen to, uh, my colleagues' shows, Locked on Penguins, Locked on Islanders, Locked on Capitals, and Locked on Bruins to hear their full-fledged opinions. This is Locked on Devils, so I don't want to get into too much detail about it, but that's my overall opinion. So let me know what you guys think, and let me know what you think about the NHL playoffs so far. So anyway, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. We talked about the NHL playoffs. We talked talked about Travis Zajac, Kyle Palmieri. We also touched briefly on Andy Green and also Blake Coleman, Corey Schneider, all former Devils players that are on their respective uh, contending teams. Hopefully Coleman can win another championship and we'll see what happens. Or, you know, Palmieri and Zajac, hopefully they do well along with Corey Schneider and Andy Green. But, you know, let, let's see what the uh, New York Devils can do. And we talked briefly about uh, Akira Schmidt who was the new signing to a three-year entry-level deal with the Devils. So I, I like that signing so far. Let's see what that Swiss player can do. But anyway, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils!